Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. Who do we have on tonight? We got a good one. We got Kimani Briggs. And I really like the way that he's attacking sort of his craft of track and field. Mm -hmm. And he finished out last season number nine in the entire United States. That's good. So I believe he was like one spot off of making like the finals. They said that they took the top eight for Mm. like the, you know, the worlds or something like that. But he's definitely. Did he go to Long Beach? Yeah. Oh, Oh, he's like the number one jumper in Long Beach State history. Yeah, he's got the record and everything down there. And he's like really. The guy's a frog, basically. Yeah. He's really tall. Yeah, he's like 6'3", might even be over Mm 6'3". Runs like everything. He's super fast. He jumps and like he's just made it his full-time passion to be a professional jumper, basically. That's awesome. Is he continuing track now? Oh, yeah. No, he's just starting out in his pro career right now. So he's definitely got like his God willing, hopefully he stays healthy and continues doing what he's doing. And he's definitely like I think that's a guy we're going to see in the Olympics one day. Mm-hmm. Because he's definitely... And he's been in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's super cool. Really like humble guy. And I think the biggest takeaway that he came on the podcast and took the time out of his day and was like, hey, this is sort of how I attack certain like aspects of discipline. This is sort of the things that have helped me grow as a young man and sort of gain my independence. Mm. And that was just like a really big thing. We talked a lot. Like we went for a strong hour and 20 of Good. like just we he came in. He was just like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Yeah. And it was really cool because before the podcast, he went and trained with Kino. Yeah. So we got him sleeved <laughs> he up. Liked that, and yeah, huh? he really liked that. He had a fucking blast. Does he have animals? I forgot to ask him. Yeah, he does. He said he has um, like a one-year-old. I believe it was like a cocker spaniel or something Aww. like that. Yeah, it might be. I got to ask him for some pictures. Yeah. But it's a cute dog, he said. Cute. But definitely like nothing like Kino. Because yeah. Kino came out there and he was like, oh, we got a new person. I'm showing out today. And he was this fucking guy. everything up. So it was nice. Had him on the Frisbees. And he just came in. And it was like really... Honestly, like he's a really good dude. I didn't know that that's where his head was. He's definitely going to make an awesome transition, like post career, like post track career too. Yeah. Like you know, some people you think they're just an athlete, just an athlete, but he's somebody who's like really thinking about the big picture of that's everything. That's good. That's important. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, we got a good one for you guys, Kimani Briggs. rolling so uh tell me about your voice that you're talking about man so obviously when you talk for yourself well when i talk to myself i don't hear no nasally voice i just i hear a voice and though sometimes i can't distinctively you know depict it out but when other people listen to me they're like you are you congested like you sound nasally i'm like no i'm i'm healthy uh Mm -hmm. i probably just sound like this and like obviously the more i heard People telling me that I sound nasal. I, was, I just started believing it. Like, yeah, I just got a nasally voice. It, it's deep sometimes. It could get high pitched sometimes. It does depend on what kind of mood I'm in. But that's kind of what I've been hearing. I don't know how it was for you, but when I hit puberty, my voice never dropped. Like my voice never, and I never grew hair too. Like I just, I don't, I can't grow a mustache. <laughs> I can't grow a beard. My biggest God save was that I got tall. Like I got tall and I got big and strong and fast. And like, but had I been like five four, bro, it would have been a wrap. Like, it would have been bad. <laughs> obviously, like the height thing is becomes really big for a lot of people. So it's like, oh yeah, I want to be tall. I want to be this. I want to be that. But you know, this pros and cons to height mm-hmm. and being tall, being really short. It, it really doesn't matter. But the facial hair thing is kind of one of those things like. Are you an old man or you're a young boy? You know, mm-hmm. like that's that's something that 
I didn't grow too much facial hair anyway, like my other friends did. They were like full beard, chin straps, all the way down to a full beard, full beard growing down like they have like, you know, the iris or something like that. Me, I'm over here. I'm just building the, the mustache and the goatee. Like, just getting it <laughs> in Just now. that. That's all I have. Yeah. And like back to the voices, I used to, obviously like when we we're playing sports, stuff like that, I wanted to be like the toughest guy around. So yeah. I couldn't couldn't yell around when like the voice I got, bro, is I'm just a good guy. Like, oh, yeah. I don't have that like, hey sit down you know what i mean like yeah. i don't have that i have like hey can you please sit down like that's what i have but it's cool i rock with it and it's good for podcasting because you come out here thugging too hard people are like all right man it's too early for you're this. trying so, too hard yeah so yeah. i'm just me and i've grown to love my voice especially doing this podcast to where in the beginning i felt the same way where i was like mm, that's how i sound it's a little it sounds a little softer than how i feel for me at least yeah and then i was just like Ah, fuck it, it's whatever. I'm a nice guy. Like, I don't care. So. Oh, yeah, honestly, it's like that outside looking in, you know, you think you, you're a big, big, strong, tough guy. You think you'll have a really deep voice to match it. And nah, you can have the most softest, humblest voice no matter what size you are. It really doesn't matter. And that's what people have told me, too. They've been like, dude, I didn't think you were going to sound how you sound. And I'm like, mm, well, you know, stop stop profiling me. How about that? Yeah, the whole assumption <laughs> game is crazy. Mm-hmm. People just assume that you're supposed to sound and look like this a certain way just because, you know, you might sound or look a certain way. It's like, just depends on what, what comes first. Yeah. So Let's start off with your name, bro. Tell me, uh, who named you? Do you know if your mom named you, your dad named you? My mom, my mom gave me my first and my middle name. Where did she get, come up with Kimani? I don't know. That's actually a question I need to ask. I've actually wanted this for a while now. Um, I didn't know where it's from, but I did my own little research. It's actually African, and it means like kind of king or emperor. Oh, okay. So I was like, I'm going to be a king one day. That's you know? what's <laughs> like, I like that. Type thing. So that was how it was. And actually, I just lied. My auntie gave me my middle name. Okay. So What's my, your middle name? Keon. Okay. So Kimani Keon Briggs is my full name. Okay. And I've met a Keon before once. Mm-hmm. I've never met a Kimani, though. It's great. So I've I've known a lot of Imanis. I know a lot of females named Imani. Mm-hmm. I know one guy named Imani, and I know another guy named Kimani. So, and it all spelled differently. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm the one with the, the super different spelling. It's... Like when you look at it, it says like key money, but it's K E M O N I E, not mm-hmm. like actual K E Y M O N E Y type thing. And then the typical spelling that you hear from like E money or another key money is K I M A N I. So mm-hmm. kind of missing letters, adding different letters here and there. So, but I mean, it says the same pronunciation, honestly. People are just being creative with it. Oh, fast. I like that, man. I'm venture. So it's one of those things where I like unique, weird, different names. I don't like oh, Joe. I don't like Mike. I don't come up with something a little bit better. You know, make it your own. Unique. Like, that's a, yep. Are you going to give your kids in the future like a, uh, you know, something a little bit more mainstream or are you going to be creative with it? For, for, me and my girlfriend, for sure, we're going to be creative with, with the names that we choose. Um, we haven't got too detailed about names in general, but there are some ideas in, in, in out, um, in, that we have inside. It's just... Uh, we're deciding, here's a name ideas, and here's when we decide they're on the spot. Like, the baby just come out, what name are we giving them? That makes sense. So, it kind of just depends, like, what do they look like? What do they feel like? What is their, like, personality right out the room? Like, it's not much to kind of uh, base it off of, but, you know, you know what you know. Yeah, names are so important, too, is I'm so big on, like, 
they really you you remember venture that's my biggest thing is yeah. nobody has ever been like oh bro i heard your name once but i forgot it what was it and no. Just, no, you know what it was you know yeah. it might be adventure it might be venture but it's kind of like marketable too no one ever forgets it it's just like you hear it once you hear what something like venture and you're just like oh yeah i'm gonna remember that for a while so yeah yeah was, i'm gonna have my dad probably on the podcast Maybe this week or next week, and I really want to kind of go into like, why the fuck did you come up with venture? Because I know, <laughs> I know, basically, he read a book in college. Basically, mm-hmm. a man named Venture Smith, who I've talked about this on the podcast before, but he was a former slave. He ended up freeing himself by you know traveling to the north, and then he came back and he freed his family. So he made like several other trips back and forth, mm-hmm. and ended up becoming like a very good businessman. And my dad liked that, and he named him. He decided to name me Venture. So yeah. that's what's up. But names big thing we love them here yeah and it, it, even with the names of part to it the more unique it becomes a fine line of like if i've never heard this before it's either going to stick or i'm really going to forget it because i'm not not used to it yeah so everybody remembers you know a joe like a, a anna you know the normal names that you hear typically. or a hannah yeah or <laughs> hannah yeah <laughs> like a lot of these normal names it's just like the spelling may be different but you know because you know a couple hannahs you know a couple annas you know versus like you know you don't, don't know a lot of ventures so it's either going to stick or it don't yeah Tell me about your love life, though, man. Brought up your girlfriend. How long have you guys been together for? What's your name? So my girlfriend's name is Bailey. Okay. Um, we've been together uh, a little over a year. It's probably been like 13 months. That's awesome. A little awesome. over 13 months. We've known each other for about 16 months. Okay. So that's how that worked. Um, crazy story. Met at a bar, you know, went up to her, started talking to her, and, you know, didn't want to talk at first. Tried to dance her, that's really what it was. Tried to dance her, that didn't work out too too quickly. Are you a good dancer? <laughs> I'm a great dancer. I, you know, I got rhythm, I'm going to say that. That's I, good. I, I got rhythm. But um, but then once we actually started talking, it became, you know, she came back from Davis, and, you know, I went to Long, I graduated from Long Beach State, and we both ran track. So, you know, making that story shorter they're the coaches that we had are siblings brother and sister okay so that's how that worked and then the fact that we were in the same conference like we always competed against each other obviously different events but we've seen each other around but never really noticed each other so that's kind of how crazy like that works okay what events did she compete in a track she competed in uh, the short and the long hurdles okay so the 400 hurdles and the one the one in hurdles and i was a 400 meter long jumper primarily but i did a little bit of everything yeah well, since you brought it up, we might as well go ahead and get into it, man. You didn't just do a little bit of everything, bro. You're a fucking animal at long <laughs> jump. You know what I mean? What did you finish out at last season? I saw, was it like number nine? Where where were you at? Where did you finish out? So I finished out ninth in the nation mm-hmm. um, in the U.S. Typically. So how that worked was... Um, Good I, job, by the way. I appreciate too. it. Good fucking job. It. Before you even get into it, dude, is I know I know how those athletes think, bro. If you're not number one, man, you fucking lost. And that's not it, bro. Number nine in the fucking America. Mm-hmm. That's a big fucking deal, bro. There's it's huge. So you're telling me there's eight other dudes that on that day were able to, you know what I mean, to get you, me. get you that day, bro. Yeah. Your top ten at your craft. We're big on that, bro, is constantly trying to master your craft, and you're somebody that's, like, fucking really close to it. You know what I mean? So it's, cra- it's crazy, too, because when you think about it, it's like, yeah, it is that, you know, if you're not number one, you are, like, nobody. But no, like, it shows where you are in whatever rankings. Like, the fact that I can say I'm, like, only eight people in the U.S. can beat me, no matter if it's your kid, teenager, college, pro, whatever you are only eight people were able to beat me on that day and that's when it really matters because mm-hmm. you can easily go to any track meet and get first place you go to another track meet and get like third place the only two people beat you that day it's really about that day 
you know, your whole career, you can go on and be like, okay, yeah, add this to the accolade, add that to the accolade. You know, those, those are your accolades, those are your stats, not a problem, you know, but who are you on that day? Mm-hmm. Every day is going to be different. Yeah. So the fact that I was able to kind of add that to my accolade, because that was my, actually my first time being at like a trial, was like healthy and actually competing. Yeah. Um, and being able to prove myself under all that pressure. Being an Oregon, at new stadium, beautiful stadium, first of all. Pause right now. I'm going to go fuck this dog up. You messed <laughs> with my stories and you just got into some good shit. I'll be right back, bro. So you were talking about the trial, the, um, what is this, the USA trials or what? Yeah, so it was, it was the... The world, the world championships was the, um, in this year, and you know, to make the team, you know, you got to be able to place top three and hit a certain standard. Um, so the plan was take the whole season and just progress and peak during that time, so that I could still sustain a longer season. Because obviously, the world championship was like a month after that. So, so what happened was um, I was able to squeeze in. I was able to squeeze in, get get the last spot into that into that um, championship for the team. And so first time ever being there, first time being at Oregon, uh, even through college. And, you know, that new stadium was, like, massively beautiful. Yeah, I, tell me about that, dude. I saw they spent, like, fucking like hundreds three, of millions. Like, it was, like, th- last time I checked it was, like, maybe $3 billion or I think like it that. was, like, $3.1 billion something on like YouTube that. or yeah, something, something like that. crazy. That's what they tell you they spent. You know what I mean? There's obviously a lot more to it. Because, mm-hmm. like, by – so pretty much – when I got there, it was, you know, you have all the big name faces of Oregon who went to Oregon, competed for Oregon on this like little tower, like a kind of like a torch type thing. You know, the torch you got, you got the Olympics. Mm-hmm. They kind of have something like that faces. It was like pinned in. It's like no drawing or nothing. It looked like it was a bunch of empty squares and they made a face. Kind of like you put like paintings, uh, like squares together and it makes like somebody's face. Mm-hmm. Cool as fuck. So then the stadium is super huge it's like a big dome like stadium and obviously you got the normal colors like the green you got the yellow and the white uh type of um, chairs and stuff and then they're sectioned off by like color coordination and you know where's reserved where it's not and everything is literally just ducked out and they're and, spending that nike money too oh right? that's that nike money for sure <laughs> like you know hey look nike y'all doing y'all thing jeez like i have no complaints you know that takes a lot to kind of build some stadium like that and also creativity. And were the facilities actually like, because you know, sometimes they make shit fancy, but at the end of the day, you know, the runway's still the runway. And like, you know, sometimes you got a new one that ain't broken in yet. Like Facts. some things, how was, how were you feeling on like the brand new top game, like facilities? Was it up to your standard? Were you feeling good? What was it? Oh yeah. I mean, going through my years of track, I've been on just about almost every surface. I mean, i trained on dirt track so i know what it is to be something really bad versus like really good their track was literally second to none it was oh, like yeah. it's a super fast track very bouncy it's actually kind of soft which is actually crazy the board was bouncy the sand was really nice like i felt like i was literally at like some tropical beach that that I was landing in i was That's like what's up. it was crazy and you know the the crowd makes it even better like when they get into it because the stadium's more like a dome like you have like it echoes like I have a really ignorant crap, uh, clap, so when I get the crowd going with my clap, it's it just echoes. It just mm-hmm. gets you more in tune. Like I have to you know, adjust so much. I have to put like a foot back in order to kind of get my stuff like that. And for the people that aren't really in the know with like track and field, when he's talking about the clap, he's talking about like hyping up for his jump. So he starts off slow, you know, a little bit of da, 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 and then you know as he starts to progress, goes ba, 
and then boom and then he usually flies off into the clouds we don't see him for a couple seconds then he lands in the sand somewhere we're like oh that was a good jump to be honest bro they all look like good jumps so when you're at the level that you're at now they're all impressive they're all like damn i don't that shit look far to me yeah sometimes you'll be like nah and i'm like that shit look good i don't know what you're talking about bro that was fucking far and it's like the more the more in tune you are with which i can feel and how like you know technical and strategic a lot of the 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 craft is you start to realize like yeah it looks like a good jump it might feel like a good jump but it was only like 23 feet you know mm-hmm. like it, it wasn't far far enough mm-hmm. so going back to my clap i have an ignorant clap it's like papa kind of like a rhythm song mm-hmm. a rhythm song and i got it from she got a donk by soldier boy <laughs> if you know that beat and you listen to my clap that's exactly what you hear so there are certain people there's certain track meets where i've been where i started that clap and people in the background hey, hey. <laughs> and so it just made it even better it just gets me hyped mm-hmm. but yeah just having having that hype up during a lot of my uh, my competitions it gets me hyped up and kind of gives a little more umph, a little more strength like where can i put more into to get a bigger jump so and so you went and finished out ninth right there on the Oregon um facilities how did you feel about that did you feel obviously I hope you felt really proud about yourself but still a little bit disappointed you maybe weren't able to make it to that next step or Mm -hmm. what walk me through that so there's there's a lot of emotion that came into it um I was going into that track me just to let's just see how I do there's a lot of pressure it's a big stage let's just see how I do and I was like, I can't get anything worse from from 16th. Like, they only took 16th. So anything above that, I'll take it. Um, so what happened was um, I was the first flight, and then I, I popped off a good jump. First first attempt, cool, put me in a good position. Second jump, I kind of messed up my jump. I had to get as far. It felt far, but it didn't get as far. So at that point, I kind of sat and watched um, the rest of the flights go. So my flight was done. Second flight came in, which was pretty much the, the best of the best of that of that day. And people were jumping, and they were jumping really far. I was like, okay, cool. I'm sitting in you know, ninth place at this point. So typically how um, certain track meets works is like they take top they take top nine into finals. So no matter how many people there are, it could be 35, it could be 40, it could be 18. Top nine go to finals. So you get three attempts to make top nine, and then once you – and then the top nine go to finals, you get three more jumps. Typically, so they went with the world championship um, – I guess, rules. So how they did, they went, uh, everybody gets three jumps, they take top eight. Top eight move on to finals, and they get three more jumps. And they will reorder into the finals, but then they reorder again for the last jump, just to make it a little more interesting. So I figured that out for a little bit. So what happened was my second attempt that I messed up on ended up being the same distance that somebody else who jumped right right, uh, right in front of me. So to, for me to took for me to put to, took nine, and because his first attempt was better than mine, he was the one who went. Oh. He went into finals, oh, so man. I was barely off finals. So technically, I could have done better than nine, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's why I was. That's where I finished that because of you know my mistake. Okay. So, but typically, I was upset. I was happy that I was able to get there and still perform and you know feel good and still be like, okay, cool, I'm number nine in in, in the nation, mm-hmm. but. I could if I made the finals, I've been better because it because they did it take nine. I had to kind of settle for whatever it is. I can't protest it. I can't argue it. These are the rules. I knew the rules going in. It just sucked how like you know his second best attempt was better than mine. Mm-hmm. So. And on a big stage like that, how do you deal with that type of like adversity? You know what I mean? Or or the 
the type of not being able to get onto the finals and kind of actually shit, man, it's, it kind of sucks more when you're right there on the line versus when you're like, ah, oh, no, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you're that close, you're like, ah, oh, let me just tip the scale a little bit and yeah. you, you're able to see it. How do you deal with that mentally? Uh, so mentally, personally, the way that I do it is, you know, um, I mean, I wear my emotions on my sleeve, so you'll know how I'm actually feeling. I do my best to kind of, excuse me, I do my best to hide my negative emotion till I'm actually by myself to where I can actually really, really feel it. Um, majority of the time, I kind of keep my little happy-go-lucky self, but majority of it, I was, like, really happy that I was just to be there. So I was, like, the fact that I didn't press about placing top three or hitting that standard or, you know, just make it the final. I was, like, I just want to be here. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy with just being here. Mm-hmm. So I was okay until I got back to my hotel room that later that night. I was, like, like damn, I could have... I could I should have made finals. I should have this different. I should have that different. I'm like beating myself up. You know, you're your own worst critic. Yeah. And so I held it as as long as I could. But you know, certain people can tell like, you 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 do seem upset, but I can you're holding it back. Like we know. It's yeah. Like, it's so. But who, it was good. who was able to go out there with you? Did your family travel? Were you able to get anybody out there, or how was it? It was just me. But you know, between the track community, like you see a lot of people you know of a lot of people so i had some support there yeah um so for example we have so my brother is my coach he um he has a track club who i'm under called leap squad track club okay so and you guys are based out of what city santa Ana. okay so our facility that we use to train at is uh modern day high school oh okay so a lot of people know modern day that's a really big football school they're really good schools athletic wise in general but football for sure yeah so anyway, there was another athlete who he had who also um, who was getting into college or went pro for a little little time, and she was at Oregon. So I had a little support there because you know she obviously with the Oregon, she helped me with though my steps, make sure I was on on the board and in the video stuff because obviously my coach couldn't make it because he had another track meet because he has a lot of other kids to to attend to. Yeah. Not a problem. So he was my coach virtually. Every jump that I took. Took a video, sent it to him. He coached me through it, and I was able to kind of get on to that next, that next jump. So, but the community itself is really supportive uh, for the most part. Um, so I actually had a lot of support there, just like going around and just kind of hanging out and support with like recording or you know coaching or anything like that. I've had many perspectives on how that Dude. worked. And that's a really good transition because I really like to talk about how sports are such a good representation of life. And my biggest thing has been the best sport that I've found that really has sort of taught me the most life lessons has been track and field. Yeah. Mainly because of the ability of it is very merit based. It mm-hmm. is 100% your ability that what is it? 95% of the work that you put in in practice, you're able it, it basically the game is already won outside of the lines. Facts. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Ali said, Hey, the fight is already done before you step inside of the ring. That's how track is when at least what I felt like with it and you being a, at such a high level and being a professional athlete, uh, that preparation that you put into bro, you got to talk about that. You got to talk about like the ability to be going at, you know, one of the biggest meets of your life thus far without a coach. You know what I mean? And I like that because it's, it's pretty common within track and field is like yeah. you don't you're able to put in the work and then go and it should be like shit, you're already prepared by the time you get out there. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like you would never hear about uh, the Rams playing Sunday night. You know, tonight at uh, what they play at like five and mm. just the coach isn't there. You'd be like, yeah. what the hell? So it's really cool that you are so prepared that you almost 
are able to perform without your coaching. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Where it's like, he's still there. He's still a resource, but he's not there holding your hand. Correct. You know what I mean? So talk about that. Like, how do you approach that process? So there's a lot of branches. I can go off of just that one topic. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do my best to go, not go off on tangents, kind of keep everything, but you no, know, bro, we help like me out. Tangents. Help me out. Do whatever you got. All right. Bro. So, so here's how it works. So track and field is a very technical sport, you know, and, it's an individual sport for the most part. Yes, you have a team, you're under an organization, but you know your progress is based on you. Unless you're on a relay team, it's a different story. But your progress is based on you and your stats, your accolades, everything that kind of goes into it. Your own work, whatever you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. So um, from college into post-collegiate, I went pro. Like I can say pro because I'm doing everything for myself. I'm in these professional meets. I've been paid for placements in these professional meets. So you don't necessarily need a contract to become pro. Mm -hmm. You, you kind of just keep going, you know? So how everything works is um, you don't necessarily need a coach, to be honest. It's really just, it's really, you could be your own coach and everything. So with my brother, I was blessed to say I had, you know, somebody with guidance, somebody who's been there, done that before, because he was a professional before he turned to a coach, too. Did everything by himself, figured out everything by himself, negotiated sponsorships, and how, how he was able to kind of get himself into the professional league and, you know, sponsorships with, like, you know, not have to pay a lot for travel and stuff. Um, so the fact that I was being able to be under him, it was – it was like a big blessing, and he guided me through practices. You no, know, he laid out what practices are going to look like. What am I doing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? And what is it going to look like in three months from now, six months from now? Where am I going for track meets? Where I should go for track meets? Where I want to go for track meets? Like, we get to create our own schedule being under our own umbrella. And I want to talk about the importance of how has that helped you versus if you didn't have that guidance. What if you were trying to go solo dolo with mm -hmm. it? You see what I'm saying? Is yeah. How has his mentorship, his coaching, his guidance been able to uh, propel you into a better version of yourself? So, th so there's a lot of information that can go into track and field and how everything builds off of each other. It's if I didn't have his guidance, I'd be completely lost. Yeah. Because, you know, there is, you know, how are you getting the travel and stuff? How are you getting to this meet? And uh, who's paying for it? Like, what do I need to know? What do I need to bring? Got to make sure my spikes are a certain a certain distance, or a certain um, length. And I got to make sure I, I pay the registration fee. And my, is my flight booked on time? Is my hotel booked on time? And, you know, when you don't have that guidance, there's a lot of mental work that needs to be done. You know, are you disciplined? Are you consistent with what? with how everything's supposed to be done, do you know exactly how it's supposed to be done in one order and stuff like that? So it really just depends on, you know, are you doing it by yourself or you have guidance? It's all about knowledge at the, at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. The more you know, you know, it's going to end up just being you putting in that work and being able to just gauge how everything works sequentially. Bro, and that's what we're really big on here is no one ever does it by themselves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No matter whatever you look at that has been really created and done, whatever empires you want to look to build is there's always people behind the scenes, three, four, five steps that oh, you yeah. can't see. When you peel back that curtain, that's really what you see. You know what I mean? And even if it may not be 
in the present tense, it's even in the past tense. It's yeah. your family. It's uh, the people that you had in the past that have helped build you. One of my favorite quotes is the reason, it was by Sir Isaac Newton, the reason I may see farther is because I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those things that I've been having a lot of pushback sort of societally as where, let's say my grandfather or my father, you see what I'm saying? They're a little bit mad that maybe... I'm a little too, let's say, entitled or privileged, quote unquote, right, in mm -hmm. their eyes. And I go, wait a minute, I'm just building off of what you worked hard for. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, I'm just using the resources that you were given, that you were able to put me in this position here in Los Angeles, California, here, whatever. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and fucking bake this cake with the ingredients that I have. Exactly. You feel me? And that's what you're doing with track, bro. That's what you're doing with life. And I just love talking to athletes because they get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You really get it. You really understand everything about discipline, everything about preparation. That's what I want to get into even deeper on this podcast is like you coming and being like, no, everybody needs guidance. You know what I mean? I'd yeah. be fucking lost without my team, Honestly. without the team that I'm on. People think today that you can do it all on your own. You see what I'm saying? You can, you don't need help or uh, I'm self-made or whatever, bro. No, you're not, bro. You know what I mean? There's no. always somebody that helped you open a door. There's always somebody you ask for help too. That's the biggest thing. It's oh, okay to what I do. I said, hey, bro, uh, come come jump on this podcast, man. Oh yeah, I'm here whenever you need me. You see what I'm saying? Easy. Ask for help. Ask for guidance. Ask for people's wisdom, bro. That's what the whole point of this podcast is. Is like. Dude, it's built selfishly so that I'm a better listener. That's literally yeah. kind of what it is. I, get, I have you right here for until I fucking unlock the door. You see <laughs> what I'm saying? Of like, tell me how you're doing this at an elite level. You see what I'm saying? And tell me what it takes because not, I'm not. I have no aspirations of, you know what I mean, uh, competing as a track athlete, but I have aspirations of being the best version of myself. Correct. And that's what you bring to the table right here. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Track-wise and non-athletically is you're able to transition those lessons that you learned into something that is usable for everybody. Yeah, exactly. You so, know what I mean? so even going off of that, though, too, especially when it comes to the whole guidance part, it took me a minute to realize that I was being hand-fed everything so like being in college being being a, a track and field athlete it was everything was set up for me class was set up practice was set up it um your tutoring session was set up study hall everything behind the scenes was already done it was just, you just had to be there and do the work so that was the whole guidance thing so when i left that my brother slash coach taught me that i was being hand, hand fed everything so it was like this is where you get to learn what you need to do for yourself it just imagine you didn't have a team like how would you do this you know, you're going to end up asking for help. You're going to end up asking for, for somebody's guidance, that somebody who's been there, done that, just to make it a little easier on yourself. So that was something that I had to learn that he taught me. So that was a mental breakthrough that I had to, one, understand, but two, get over the obstacle of how do I not have somebody else kind of do my own work, but you still be able to ask for that guidance and still ask for help when I need it. Mm -hmm. And I'm a, I've always been that type of person that, you know, I will wait to the last minute and be like, I don't need help. I, don't, I got it. Let me figure out myself. Independent. Like back against the wall. Okay, now I'm going to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it'd be too late. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing that I had to really learn. So it's, it's don't, be, don't be afraid to ask for help. Everybody needs help. Everybody needs guidance. It's something that is going to help you build yourself as a, as, as a person, as a human, because we all make mistakes. And when you don't ask for help, you're you're showing yourself one, you could be independent, but two, you know, if there's not much you can really do when, you know, you don't have the help. And you hit on it right there is sometimes, bro, asking for help is being independent. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Saying, hey, bro, 
Um, I'm thinking about doing it this way. You've done it. Find first of all, find somebody that's done it. Don't just be fucking yeah, asking, yeah. hey yo, how do I get to the Olympics and you're working at Domino's? That ain't how it works. No, you know, find know proper mentors. Yeah. I I don't know. I've gotten some pushback for this, bro. But if you haven't done it, I'm not fucking listening to what your you know what I mean, what's your two cents on it. Like right. I'm only going if this guy says go right, but you oh, I think you should go left, but I failed at it. Uh, we're going right. You know what I mean? Like right. let's go figure it out this way. So it's like um yeah being vulnerable that's something where i've literally kind of dedicated the past year or two to really opening up and really understanding like because i i was just like you bro just mm -hmm. like uh how you were you're saying the same thing same parallel of like hey you you were spoon fed you had all these things that are working now how do you do it on your own yep I have a little bit of a different story, bro. My parents did such a good job early on mentoring me as a young child that mm -hmm. by the time I got to college, I was like, I don't want these study hall hours. I don't want these classes. I don't want all this like quote unquote structure that makes sense. Just give it to me. I'll get it all done in two weeks and then I'll continue doing what I want to do. It was like just independent work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Where the biggest thing that I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. If COVID didn't happen, I wouldn't have made it through college. I just yeah. wouldn't have done it. Just the ability to go asynchronous like that. And mm -hmm. just right now I have a full-time schedule. I just turn shit in. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know how it is. It just turns shit. I couldn't sit in the classroom. I physically, there's something that happens with me that I just can't do it. Like I just, uh, I can do it, bro. But I'm sitting there the whole time. Let's say you're talking. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut up yeah. right now. I don't want to listen and to it's you. like, you don't have to be here. And I'm like, I don't want to be here. So I found <laughs> myself not being there. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's one of those things where you talk about finding your independence and finding out who you are where like what are some of the resources that you use to help find out what you who you are you know so my my biggest thing is that i'm all about uh, perspective i'm all about opinions like i will i will sit here and listen to you and no it may not make sense to me later i may use a piece of it like a piece of everything else but i will literally just listen and just see what you have to say and honestly and it's like you can have your own perspective, or your own path. Like you tell me to go right, I'm gonna go left just just to not listen to you type thing. Mm -hmm. Just to see what 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 else that I find, mm -hmm. or I can even turn around and say, no, I'm going back. I'm gonna do this all over again, try it again. And it just so happened, you know, going right may may have been the right the right decision, or maybe going left because I failed. I found another path to go and get the same thing that I needed to. So that's that's another topic I want to talk about too. Yeah. Um, so it it doesn't matter what path you take. It's whatever the path is best for you. And like not everybody's path is going to be correct for everybody. We're all unique individuals. So it doesn't matter which way you go, how you take it. If you take a motorcycle, a bike, you run. Like it doesn't matter. It's however you get there is how you get there. Yeah, I'm with that, bro. Um, I kind of want to take it back a little bit. Let's go a little lighter and just kind of explain like where did you come from? You know what I mean? You went to Wilson High, right? Where'd you grow up here in Long Beach? Born and raised in Long Beach. I've been in Long Beach all my life. I bounced around in different cities um, just to kind of get a little different perspective. Where'd um, you, what did your parents do for work? My mom was a, uh, she was a broker. She did a lot of import-export. So like any, any type of um, uh, merchandise and goods that came like overseas, uh, she was the one who made sure that the ships got where they needed to be, made sure they were on time, or even if it was like a, a truck driving across across the country, she made sure everybody had their um, 
directions, all their path, their locations, where they need to be, where they need to be and be on time. Okay. And my dad was just a huge computer tech. He's okay. just, just a fucking nerd. Love, <laughs> love him, though. But yeah. he just fixed computers, and he was able to make that his own living, like whether he was with a corporate office or he helped somebody else who needed any type of computer work, whether it was laptop or desktop. Like, that was, that was his thing. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, my parents were separated, so it was kind of made me bounce around um, different cities and stuff. So, um, going back to you know, where I was growing up at, I uh, did a little bit of time in Fresno, did a little bit of time in San Diego. I was in Houston for a little bit, but uh, Newport Beach for a little bit, too. There's a lot of places where I kind of bounced around, too, but Long Beach, for sure, was where I was mainly at. All right. I got something I want to talk about. Let's do it. I've been getting really good at the concept of time. That's kind of been my biggest thing. I think a lot of people don't understand how much time you really have on this earth, how much time the earth has been around, and how much time people are here. And just you're talking about like history, like America's not that old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's like we're to, I'm thinking like thousands of thousands of years, bro. Fucking America's been around for like three people. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if you really think about it, bro, it's like you think early 1800s, like that shit was forever ago. And it's like, no, Hannah's grandpa was born in like the 1930s. Like mm-hmm. he fucking remembers the 40s. Like it's just wild how old some people are that are yeah. walking this earth. And just you, we don't get the concept of time. One of my favorite quotes is still by Tony Robbins too. And he says, "You people often overestimate what they can do in one year, but they underestimate what they can do in a lifetime. You see Mm. what I'm saying? So when I'm looking at the lifetime, I'm going like, fuck, I really can accomplish a lot of things. Like there's a lot of things that we can get done around here. And one of my biggest things is like time. I'm understanding that. What I'm not really getting is the idea of like death because I really haven't been through any sort of like hard hitting fortunately nobody in my family has passed away that's been like super close to me. I know you recently experienced that. I kind of want to ask like, what your process was for sort of like coming to terms with, you know, your pops and stuff like that. Because I don't know about you, bro, but like my dad is my hero. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And the thing is, is like recently he went through like a few health scares and stuff like that. And where he's, you know, trying to get his stuff right so that he's around for a longer time and stuff. But especially like within the black community in general, it's like, they're dying at a faster rate than, you know, anybody that needs to be getting hit. So we're getting hit really hard as a people right now. And my biggest thing was like understanding that like when your heroes are become human, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a weird thing. Cause when I was a kid, you know, my dad, big, strong guy, you know, that's my old man. That's my pops. He's going to be around forever. But understanding that like, Oh shit, there, he's not going to be around forever. That, that shifted something in my brain and something in my soul that I was like, I don't know if I took more responsibility for myself, but that's just like a theory. You know what I mean? Like right. I really didn't lose him, but just the thought of like, oh, he's not going to be here forever. What am I going to do when that happens? Really changed my mindset. You want to go into that? So so one thing just about that too is like um, you can't really judge the time that you really have. Like, yeah, you can gauge time. Okay, cool. I need to be at this place by a certain time. And it takes me 15 minutes to get there type thing. But when it comes to time with your loved ones, it's, you just really don't know how much time you have. So, um, might get a little emotional. Just bear with me, but I'm still kind of dealing with it. Yeah, I did. I did lose my pops. I lost my pops January 17th of 2021, uh, 2022. And, um, I'm still dealing with, um, no, 
the I'm still dealing with the grievance, as you can say. Um, I legit think about him every day and stuff like that because he was the person who was super supportive when it came to my my sports and stuff. He made sure I was in sports no matter what sport I wanted to do: soccer, basketball, speed skating. I did a lot, a lot of sports. But he was the super number one supporter who always you know, did his best to make it there and everything. So um, he passed so suddenly, too. Like, he was he was um, 54, 55. I ain't going to lie. I'm, I'm, I forgot. Mm-hmm. But he was he, he was in his mid-50s, as, as you would think, as healthy as can be. He worked out every day. He ate right. And, you know, he you know, took care of his family and everything. He was just that guy. And then next thing you know... Um, he's just gone and it's crazy how that worked. So, um, we had just came back from a, um, a Christmas trip and we was in Big Bear, had the, had the whole family out. Everybody was able to make it, got an Airbnb. It was, it was just fun. Just during the snow. Yeah. So he was dealing with, um, he was dealing with, um, uh, a pneumonia. I think it was what it was. So he was doing some sickness, but you know he wore his mask. Obviously, during the whole COVID time, too, um, he wore his mask a lot, and it was just good to have him there. And then I think since then, I it came maybe like the second week of January. I was like, I, I haven't seen my pops in a minute. Let me let me go stop by. I seen him. So I was, I woke up the next morning after that, and I was like, okay, I'm getting ready to go see my pops. And my my stepsister calls me, and she's like. Hey, um, we're we're rushing your dad to the hospital. I don't know what happened. He, he fell. We're rushing to the hospital. I was freaking out. I'm like, I'm I'm coming up right now. I'm like scared out of my mind. I'm throwing shoes on, throwing everything on, like what I need to wear. I'm I'm gone. So I get over there. I see the ambulance going down the street. I'm like, all right. So let me go find out what's wrong. I go in the house and they're like, he was in the kitchen. He asked if he wanted breakfast. He was making coffee. You know, doing his thing. Next thing we know, a lot of dishes fell out of the cabinet. And breaking in front, uh, breaking on the floor, and then he's on the floor. We come in to check on him. He's just passed out. So in my head, I'm freaking the hell out. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So um, obviously during COVID, only one person could be in the hospital t- type thing. So obviously his wife went, which is my stepmom. Uh, his wife went, and you know she's keeping us updated about what's going on. We're all freaking out pretty much. So then what happened was. Um, we get a call from from my from my stepmom and she's like, Yeah, he's gone. And I completely lost it. Completely lost it. My number one supporter when it came to all my all my stuff. He was always there. He always made sure everything everything worked out for me, for everybody. He was just that number one person who helped anybody, no matter if if and but he stopped everything from from his time to help somebody else. He was just that guy. So to hear that somebody is really just gone so quickly like that, that time that I thought I had with him was like cut like super quickly. Um, so at that point, we we as a family we rushed over to the hospital because you know we just I guess we wanted to see. And when when I seen him, he laying on a hospital bed, bunch of tubes going down his throat. Um, so I end up dropping to my knees and I like I touched his head. A cold, rock-hard boulder is what I touched, and I completely lost it again. So it was a super, it was a super emotional moment for me that day, and I did not know how to accept it. And it took me, it took me two days to kind of like stop crying, but I wasn't done. Mm-hmm. It was I haven't had one of those like 
really hard cry of like acceptance of part of that, that grievance type of like stages. So, um, so I tried to go on my day and my, my days, weeks going on, and you know, try to just do the best I can, stay productive. You know, my mindset is always like, the better productive I be, the, more, the less I have to think about certain things. And obviously, I needed to think about that. Mm-hmm. So there's one point where um, you get certain people, you know, reaching out to you because they start finding out, you know, something happened. It's like, like, hey, I'm here for you. Whatever you need, stuff like that. You start really see who your support system is, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But there's like that one person. Is that one person who you like really just want to hear their voice? You really just want to, you know, hear something from them. And that that one person reached out to me. It was like, yo, like I heard what happened. I I I apologize. You know, there's not much I can really say. I'm sorry, but you know, it's like th- those same words. Like mm-hmm. I'm here for you if you want to talk. Blah blah blah. And you know, it was that's when I completely lost it again. I've lost it so many times, yeah. but it was like that was a super super tough to really to go through yeah um, i remember earlier this year you definitely you went dark like you you were off the map for like a couple of weeks i remember you posted about it and you were just like we didn't because you post a lot and stuff and you just don't you know what i mean like, yeah i didn't see anything from you and i i you know send my condolences too and yeah. you just like you got back to me when you it was comfortable so that was cool but yeah it's like thank you for sharing that and that's like a it's a really serious thing that I think about pretty often that I haven't experienced, like, you know, God willing so far. But all I can do from my perspective, and this is where I want your help from it, is kind of like put myself in the type of shoes of like, what would I want my team around me to do if I were to pass away today? And it's like the way that I'm thinking about it, and that's why I love your perspective is like, I would want somebody to hopefully look at the positive lessons that hopefully I was able to leave behind and get right. Now, I don't want to say get right back to work, but continue the process of uh, reaching the goal of happiness. Correct. Whatever that is by your definition. That's what I want you to do. So I want to hear about what are some of the biggest lessons your pops was able to leave around for you guys that you hold with you every single day? What are some of the the core values that he was able to instill in you with the time that he had with you? So, um, so like I say, he was a person who always helped out anybody who just needed help, like no matter family, friend, whoever it was. So what that distilled into me was to always check in on, on your people. What was your dad's name? My dad's name is Keith Briggs. Okay, gotcha. So always always check in on, on your people. Like, you know, just you know, reach out a little text or maybe a phone call. Just see how they're doing. Just a little, little check in and just see how they're doing. If they need any help, if, if you can provide them with the help, support them, you know? They're, no, don't don't let you know time go by you like oh i should have did this i should have that with all that regret like i should have reached out type thing like there's a lot of stuff that you can do in that time but my dad for sure was that person who um made sure that everybody was okay and um one thing that he did leave with me it was um it was a full closure so long story short um dad played uh, played, played a part in, in all, all his kids' roles. You know, he was there sometime for this one, there sometime for another one. Like, you know, it was just depending on what he was able to do during that time. Um, so what ended up happening was he, I guess, understood how we actually felt when we was growing up. So he apologized. I'm going to say like a week before, a uh, week before he passed. He apologized. It was like, yo, I'm, I want to apologize that uh, you guys felt this way during while we was growing up. I apologize for not doing this, not doing that, not being here. And, you know, for me, it was always like that closure. That, that, that was that closure that I needed from him. So like, I was like, 
not upset about you know how we grew up in the past and like when he wasn't there type thing i think i was just spoiled by him so when he wasn't there i was upset mm -hmm. but you know he apologized for that and i think i didn't think i needed that i moved on like still love my pops you know we, we can go do this and that and not have a problem but that was something that really like fully gave me my closure and you know after after he passed and everything what really hit me was the fact that yes he wasn't physically there but he became spiritually there so mm -hmm. to the point where like um, like you know how like when you get chills and you know, somebody's you no know, scratches chalkboard or whatever or it's really cold you get chills and talk bumps around the body mm -hmm. it could be super hot and the chills come up i know it's him because oh. it's crazy so like certain topics that i have or like even when we're watching sport I and mean, when i'm watching sports i feel chills and he's like yo you see that you see that i could just like hear him and kind of see him in my head mm -hmm. but like i gained a lot of um feeling spiritually after he passed so that was one of the things that was like super super big that i took from him and i want to know more about um now there's people in my life that have lost their uh loved ones and stuff like that and they'll come to me and they'll be like uh you know appreciate the time that you have now because you're gonna feel this way that's that's the the thing that i don't like you're you're gonna feel this way you know when this person's gone and that's where i've always pushed back in like my head and my theory because i'm the type of guy that i really do appreciate the time that we had with what we had do you see what i'm saying so yeah. it's like i'm yeah. not i'm sitting here like let's say it's my pops right mm -hmm. and i want to hear like do you primarily focus on the time that you did you were fortunate enough to have your childhood you know you had you 20 26 years you know with him uh yeah he wasn't around you know until you're 40 50 60 but you had him for this amount of time mm -hmm. are you uh super appreciative of the time that you did have or do you feel kind of like some type of way about you know 10 years from now you know he's not going to be around how do you feel about that was uh, it both you know what i mean yeah i'm for sure most appreciative of the time that i had with him like there's a lot of time where you know me and him spent a lot of time together and like i said when, when i was spoiled yes i got more of the attention than the rest of my siblings which I saw it was unfair later on, but you know, and during the time I was happy, like not a problem. So most appreciate with the time that he that we had together, especially when it came to sports. Like I said, he was a big sports guy, so whenever sports was was around, he was right there with me. So that was something that was like super significant because now what I am upset about now is the fact that I wanted him to see me go pro. I wanted him to see me at the at the world trials. I wanted him to see me later on down the road when I'm make, making my first world team and, and, and being at the Olympics and stuff like that because I'm going to be there. Yeah. It was just a principle of like, I want you to physically be here. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm upset that you can't physically be here, but I know that you're here spiritually, but it's not enough for me, you know? Mm -hmm. But like, I have to be okay with him being spiritually, always having him looking down and making sure that, you know, I'm all set. So like he has a part of me to make sure like, okay, hey, cool. Like you are, you are okay. You're in a good position. Like you, here's your guidance. I'm giving you a little bit, you know, I can't do much, but here's what I'm sending you right now. I'm sending you feeling. I'm sending you uh, understanding of like certain things. Another, another big thing that I took from him too was like a lot of things made sense after that. A lot of things was, was easier for me to understand. Like, you no, know, for example, you know, why he bounced around so much um, for his living. It was like, you know, certain things worked in the area or he needed to go to this place for the networking or it, so it was something he needed to do in this area and that brought him to way over here type thing. And that was that was something that he said to me, okay, cool, like you need to go branch out now. You need to go do this. You need to go do that. So I get a feeling sometimes where there's something I need to do. I just have to take the time to sit back and listen and then figure it out. Yeah. And you started the pod off by saying that your progress is based on you. 
you know, that's whether it's in track or whether it's in life has his passing sort of helped you mature as a, as a young man into realizing sort of, you know, there are certain things that I need to be accountable for and that maybe you weren't accountable for before. Right. Um, so my accountability is, you know, um, time, I guess time and like discipline and consistency, I guess you could say, um, Obviously, track help with that, with that consistency and the discipline. Like you got to practice and stuff like that. But the just being accountable for, honestly, making sure I move forward. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff that that needs to be learned in life, and it's one of those things. You no, know, life does go on. No matter what happens, you no, know, life does go on. So it's like, how are you going to continue to, you know, make grieve grieve a little bit here and there where you need to, or feel the way you need to feel, but you know, keep moving forward. Yeah. So for me, it was always. Okay, I gotta figure out the, the what's something new that I need to learn. So like the when I decide when I finally started growing up and really understanding that you know I am becoming a man. I'm about to start becoming you know my own person, relying on my own self for my all my bills, my rent and stuff like that. I became like what needs to be done. Like I started became more of an, an adult. So my accountability of becoming an adult who didn't have to rely on anybody else. So. um that accountability really brings up, you know, how are you going to mature as a person? How are you going to grow? Like, what is your next step? Like, what do you want to try? Like, what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. You start really thinking about, like, what you really want to do in life and, and how are you going to, what is it going to take for you to get there? Mm -hmm. It's one of those, like, plan it out, think about what you want to do, figure out which one's a passion, go try it. If you don't like it, okay, cool. You could drop that and pick up something else. So my my thing is just kind of keeping myself from keeping myself to continue going forward and you know making myself successful in whatever aspect that is for me that's good bro i want to transition into what does your success look like uh post track i want you to win a gold medal uh, that's what i want bro i'm telling you i want you to make it to the top of the mountain get up there and go all right that's good we did that what's the next mountain because i know you're that type of guy i know you're not going to sit up there and you know make whatever success that you want into your craft and just be content with that you're going to always keep moving i i know you i see you you're always going to keep going growing building uh reinventing yourself what do you plan on doing as you transition you know whether that's 10 years from now 20 years from now, whenever you decide to make that what do you want to do you want to get into coaching you want to uh, start businesses what what are you going to do so that, that that's the crazy part that i'm still in a position i still have not figured out okay so because i am still in the midst of like still learning how to be a pro athlete mm -hmm. i'm like and the fact that i started doing track and field junior high school so i've only been in eight years well let's go let's go maybe 10 years now mm -hmm. and i'm like i don't really know exactly what i want to do like because a lot of stuff shifted, like COVID hit, pops, pops passed away. There's a lot of stuff that shifted. I'm like, I don't really know exactly what I really want to do. So, but I know for sure I do like to talk. That's one yeah. thing. I am very social. I, like I said, you could put me in the middle of nowhere, I would legit make friends. So like, there's a lot of different options that I could kind of go into. Like my degree is in communication. Like there's a lot of different, you know, uh, mm -hmm. opportunities that I could go into that. Um, and I think I'm still learning you know what there is um especially for me like my my side job is i, I work at vans so okay. i just figured out that i you know like customer service because my first my first ever job i used to do construction 
don't know how I got to that, but mm-hmm. but the construction was it. But I was in there for three years, and I was like, I, I want to do something else. I don't don't know what I want to do. So me being an athlete, I was like, hey, cool, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do, join a gym. Like you know, it works out with me being a pro athlete. I got a gym to work out in and stuff like that. And that was a phase that didn't last very long either. I was like, hey, I don't like these hours. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, now I get to figure out what else I need to do. So I ended up doing a little part time job at Advance. I'm like, I love talking to a bunch of different people the bunch of different cultures so me being advanced i get to talk to a lot of people and kind of help them with you know what they want they want some shoes they want some apparel and little accessories stuff like that so and i feel like i am going to transition out of this particular like maybe out of retail but not not out of customer service so there's a lot of stuff that i want to do i want to try because mm-hmm. i have passions in every, everywhere uh i want to say it may run out I mean, yeah. I, there's passions do run out sometimes yeah. where you like you're very excited about doing this thing, but now you want to try something else. Like something else came up, and you're more interested in this. So I'm still, like I said, I'm still in the midst of trying to figure figure out where I want to do. Yeah. want to go. And I really like that you're talking about how big of a people person that you are. You're super like extroverted, and you like to be, you know, the the room lights up when you walk in. I'll be you're, trying. You're one of those guys, <laughs> and I really like that. We need you know, as many people like that as we can. And sort of the biggest transition that I've been going through lately is understanding that uh, people do business with people. Correct. That's uh, my main focus for the past 10 to 15 years of my life is sort of how do people move, operate, and navigate, Mm -hmm. and sort of what are like the patterns and what are the shifts that uh, sort of consumer behaviors, you know what I mean? Like what makes people do what they do? Why did they do that? Right. It's been my biggest thing. I've, I'm fucking obsessed with it. That's why yeah. I started the podcast. That's no, why I sense. did this. It's why whenever people said, you're not going to be successful if you don't have a business degree, if you don't have this, like fuck that, get out of here. No. People do business with people. I'm a good person and I like finding great people. You're telling me that I can't find, you know, a dozen people in the area. They're going to help me build whatever it is that I want to build. Yeah. That's impossible. I don't believe you. Stop talking to me you know what i mean no, so honestly like that's uh you just got to go out there and reach out you know what i mean that's mm-hmm. my thing is and i know you're so fucking busy with your schedule just jumping 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 you know Literally. doing your thing i get it and it makes me so happy that like you're in a good place and you have a good team behind you what i want to hear more about is when I get into or people like me get into the position to where they can actually start to kind of give back to the track community financially or like time wise or whatever, what are some of the biggest things that uh, pro track athletes need right now? Do you see what I'm saying? So let's say I got $10 million, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here and I go, man, I'm trying to just invest some money into people. You know what I mean? Like I really want, I don't like that uh, Kimani's got a, I don't want him doing that part-time job at Vans right now. I get that this is where the sport's at right now. You know what I mean? No, I need him to focus on track 100%. Fuck that van. You know what I mean? I'm going to put some paper behind that. What would that process look like? Would I reach out directly to the athlete? What What would I do? Do you see what I'm saying? So I I think as a as a community of track athletes, we obviously know that there's not a lot of money in, in this in this sport. Mm-hmm. So it's like we have to figure out ways to make money, which is why we a lot of us have second jobs, second, third, fourth jobs. It just depends on what we do, based off of what what we have time for. Um, I don't really want to say we need like a league or anything because I mean I kind of want to keep it separate from you know like the NFL and the NBA like you have to have a contract you have to have like a league a team behind you stuff like that like you don't really need that there just has to be there has to be multi the 
uh, different track meets that, you know, that offer prize money, stuff like that, like not in a consistent thing. And it becomes more of like um, it's beneficial to have like sponsorships, like kind of really reaching out and having all these different companies, you know, sponsor, you know, our, us athletes, knowing that there's not a lot of money into it. So we got to find out different ways of having multiple incomes mm-hmm. to make sure we continue doing our passion. Um like it's and it's like you know because you call yourself pro you know you expecting like no whole contract you know big money sign deal stuff like that and it doesn't have to be like that yeah um, that's a very small percentage of athletes that are getting that that yeah. payday that we think oh yeah the ferrari and the this and yeah. the that and all oh the cam newton money you know what i mean like exactly. all that so that's one of the biggest things too that i was figuring out is just seeing these you know people like yourself and really good people competing at a high level out there at the olympic trials here this and that and it makes me it if i'm so pissed you see what i'm saying no, Where exactly. i'm just like that's not how it's supposed to be this guy is working his fucking dick off every single day that's not how it's supposed to be so like right now i have a small company right now iron cloud i'll check i'll you know send you the info stuff like that but right now we're we've already launched our first product of hats let's say mm-hmm. iron cloud's going to be a very big thing when i stop going to these fucking classes right. and you see what i'm saying no, yeah. you know i get off the jet ski and stuff like that i plan on building fucking 500 businesses that are all going to be just pumping them out and rolling and rolling and rolling and that's what i'm passionate about is i'm passionate about growing businesses and providing value to as many people as possible so when i finally get into a position to where these things start to get to where they need to be i'm not just going to be sitting on it you know what i mean i'm really going to be out there it's not just track it's you know it's not just men men's long jump i'm worried about you know what i mean i'm worried about it's the the whole whole community Mm -hmm. itself yeah. So so it's like there's there's a lot that all of us can do to kind of be to to play a part into creating, you know, that community of like, you know, let's put all of ourselves in a big basket of like, you know, athletes of who want to just continue doing track and field post collegially cuz honestly post collegiate is where it all starts. So and it doesn't have to be no no super big thing, but it just it helps the athletes not have to work two or three other jobs and still have to find time for training. Still got to find time. You no, know, still got to have those weekends off to go travel wherever they want to go to go compete, mm-hmm. but still be you know financially stable with with that. Because you know the NFL, NBA, NFL, you don't have to worry about that. Like you have that team of like you no, know, you're back in college pretty much again. You have yeah. that whole organization, everything set up for you. So it's like how can we become one to have you know have everything kind of set up for us again and kind of put us back in that college quote-unquote college um format structure to where we can say or to where we know that we are pro and going to be well taken care of in the professional sport of track and field i like that let me take a pause and then we'll get back into it so yeah bro let's go ahead and take a step back what uh like you done gave us enough medicine to go with for the day I'm good. Like I was saying, bro, my brain's a little tired now. Like I'm good. What you been watching like on Netflix? How's life been going? You know, what you been grubbing on? Talk about that. Like life has honestly been great. Like, and so for example, I, I reached out of my comfort zone and decided to get my own apartment. So I've been always living with, living, been, ah, always living with family and I was like, I need to really branch out. So I took myself out of Long Beach where I grew up at and by myself in Costa Mesa Moved to Costa Mesa because it was obviously closer to my facilities for track and field, but mm-hmm. decided to just live in my own and just see how that worked. And honestly, I love my own space. Love my own space. I cook. I 
cook whatever I want to. I eat what I want to. I clean yeah. when I want to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I'm not a messy person, but at the same time, you know, if I don't want to clean right now, I'll do it tomorrow, you know, or do, or do it later today. Like, that, when I feel like it, there's mm-hmm. no pressure on that. It's funny because when I moved out into this spot now with Hannah, too, is uh, the blame game changed for me because when I had Huge. all the roommates, I was like, who the fuck did all these dishes? Yep. And now I look and I'm like, oh, it, it is was me. me. <laughs> it is me. Maybe it was me back then, too. Like, uh, who's taking out this trash? I didn't do it. And then I'm just like, dang, I, I did the trash. So that's super cool having your own spot, huh? Because it's just, it's easier, bro. You're able to, like, watch what you want. You're in your space. Your it's own space. This is your time, especially when you need that me time because we all need me time outside of our busy schedules. That's your time to really decompress and really just kick it with yourself. Kick mm-hmm. it with your own thoughts. Even if you don't want to listen to your thoughts, you can watch something, listen to something, do something for you that's going to make you feel better. Yeah. No, definitely. If you got the option, people out there listening, get your own spot. Like, it's it's worth it even if it's maybe going to be tight or like it's a it's gonna you're, you're gonna have to jump through some hoops to get it it's definitely worth it because damn living with people sucks bro because people just they have their own thing that's going on and like you're connected to them yeah they may they want to quit jobs without having new jobs and you're like hold on now we got to get this rent pay it just there's always living with people sucks that's all i know like people that you're not fucking with sucks especially when you're not messing with them it's not it's not something for you to do and it's honestly like living by yourself is just a life hack like you get to learn a lot about yourself about how you know how you <laughs> like are as a you person said that. you said living with yourself is a life hack. no that's what i'm like saying that. no even because like because even then it's like i think the biggest thing that i was been told is like you know moving out of your hometown in your 20s is probably one of the biggest life hacks so mm-hmm. it's like but you learn a lot you learn how to mature you learn how to do adulting like by yourself like this is pretty much where it's going to be as you grow up though too granted yes you are going to end up with you no know, your your partner or you no know, roommates later on but once you live by yourself, there's a lot that you really figure out, and everything just kind of just makes sense later. Mm-hmm. So it's like, try it. Try it. And even if it don't work, like you obviously have somewhere else to stay. You have wherever you're at right now. You can go back and do that. But just try it. See how it works. Like, watch a lot of stuff change for you. Yeah. And one of some of my things, too, were grocery shopping. Oh, man. Dude, when I, like, <laughs> here's the thing is, and that's the thing where Hannah's super good with that. She just handles all that. That whole department of, like, things that make sense, she does that. And uh, I'll go to Ralph's and I'll come back and she'll be like, why did you get like peanut butter and mac and cheese? What are we going to do with that? You, she'll look at me. She'll be like, tell me right now. What are we going to do with this peanut butter with no bread? You didn't buy bread and mac and cheese. Like, And I was just I like, look. shit look good. I was hungry. I don't know what to do. So. so so first of all, that's the first thing you don't do. You don't go to a grocery store and you're hungry. Uh-huh. Because you end up buying everything that looks good, sounds good. You just go buy it. Mm-hmm. That whole grocery thing, though, my refrigerator is very simple. They got little little turkey patties, all my breakfast stuff. I love cooking breakfast, so I got, like, eggs, bacon, sausage, my bagels, my toast, my burritos, whatever. Uh But for lunch and dinner, rice, broccoli, turkey patty, or I'll have, you know, some chicken. I'm very simple with it. Yeah. But, like, you know, every now and then I'm like, okay, I want some pasta. Like, I'll make some spaghetti or some pesto. Pesto is one of my favorite things, actually. Yeah. Or, like, I'll just, cool, I'm just going to make a burger, call it a day. That's Something simple. Up. I got to keep my top ramen in there, too. I don't know what it is. Some people call it a struggle meal, bro, but, you know. I can't know, eat that. Uh, I that shit, dude. <laughs> I, honestly, bro, the top ramen fucks my stomach up. Like, really? I just don't. Like, my body doesn't consider it food. Like, my body's just like this. I mean, it's it kind of a snack. It's not a full meal. I'm but. just saying is if I make, like, three of them, if I have a whole bowl of top ramen or a cup of noodles or something, my body is literally like, hey, I'm going to reject this. Because, like, <laughs> oh this gosh. is what you deserve right now. Like, don't it's put like, this yeah, in your body. It's like, yeah, you ate this? We're yeah. we going to throw it right back uh-huh, up, too. So, it's funny but what you've been watching like me and hannah we've been big on game of thrones right now like we've just been watching them she's been into it and like 
What what you been watching? So it's crazy. I don't really watch TV. I think the only time I really watch TV is when, when I'm with my girlfriend. Like okay. it's whatever she wants to watch. I'll sit there and watch it. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll be that person try to act like not interested, but they end up getting real in tune with it. Mm-hmm. Man, I think one time we was watching we was we were watching the, the Bachelorette. It was like two. It was like the Bachelorette and the Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not gonna watch this BS. This is stupid. You guys are dumb. And then I watch it's like, wait, why did she go back to him? And why did this happen? And I started asking questions. And she was like, I thought she wasn't interested in it. It's funny. You got sucked into it. I sucked huh? into it. I can't. For me, it just seems a little bit too drama y. Like, I can't. It's, it's just, too, like, it's too reality. It's hella cringy for me when I watch it because it's just like the answer's right there. First of all, don't Facts. go on a show where you got 30 fucking dudes on there. You and expect y'all me to all, only do? Yeah. That's or the a, only female? It just that's not how that works. It don't make sense. And then um, the one that I can watch is the Kardashians, though. I don't know. They're just funny. We've been watching They're the new funny. season. I don't know if you checked that out, but you definitely, you and your girl got to put that on. They're on like episode two coming out soon, though. Mm-hmm. But they're just ragging on this dude, Tristan Thompson. The whole, I think the whole season just dedicated to him fucking up. Like, hey, fuck this guy. Here's a commercial brought to you by, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then, all right, we're back. Yeah, anyways, fuck him for this, this, this. This and this, it, it's hella funny. I like that. But, no, it, it's it's hilarious too. I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff that I've been told to watch and everything. But my my stuff, I just watch YouTube or whatever it's on. Like I'll watch I'll watch football games whenever all the sports do come on. Majority of the time, I like to just watch the highlights. So I'll watch the highlights of the games or I'll watch people game. Like I'm a big game person. Like when I'm at home, I'm either asleep or I'm playing my game. Like yeah. that's kind of just what it is. So most of the time, I am just watching video games. I'll be watching my own clips or mm-hmm. stuff like that. So like like I said, when I watch TV, it's really with my girl. But I can watch anything. I don't mind not watching whatever. Mm-hmm. If it's interesting, if it's interesting, it's interesting. But what are some of your favorite podcasts? Uh, what do you usually listen to if you're in the car or working out or something like that? Where ooh. do you listen to podcasts? It's typically in the car, and it's typically when I have like a super long drive. But because I live close everywhere, I don't really have a long drive. But I know when I was working construction, I was driving everywhere. So it was the podcast. It was always typically the the Breakfast Club. Yeah, it was always the Breakfast Club, or I listen to like mindset ones. It, mm-hmm. like, it just honestly depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Like if I if I want to particularly listen to a particular rapper, I'll see if they're on a podcast somewhere and see like what they're talking about, whatever whatever's going on. Or uh, the mindset ones would be like, hey, cool, like we're gonna talk about discipline. We're talk about you no know, consistency we'll talk about you know um you know the sport and how it can you know really diminish you as mental wise stuff like that it's just kind of whatever i'm in the mood for but those are like the main ones that i really go to when i go to podcasts i like that yeah i've been listening to them uh kind of like i, I think the most of my podcast consumption has been during like my lunch breaks mm-hmm. over in catalina because we usually get like kind of two hours of free time when we're not oh, working wow. to just like you know, make sure. Now it's still we're watching guests and we're making sure that like if they need like snorkels and stuff. But our job is to get them to the island. We got them to the island. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like it. Now, okay. Let, let right, kind of kick it for a little bit. bit. Yeah, kick oh, it. Oh, that's easy. We just, yeah, we just hang out. So that's where I usually have a headphone in, and I'm just like, some of my favorites are um, like Armchair Expert by um, Dak Shepard and Monica Padman. Okay. You got to check that one out. It's like fire. They're really cool. Um, Rogan. You know, I listen to Rogan. Rogan is funny. I, I've, I've listened to a couple of his too. Uh, when he's, he's got like big people on, like if it's like Elon or like mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg, I always listen to those. Uh, and then some fun ones that I like though are like the comedians, stand-up comedians, um, Two Bears, One Cave. Okay. is super funny. That's with Burt Kreischer and uh, Tom Segura. That okay. one's hella funny because they're just on there. Out. They're just on there being wild. Like, have you, have you heard? Have you heard? Uh, it was a Call Me Daddy. It was like two females who was on there. Oh, dude, Hannah loves that one. I I don't know what it was. 
it was like I think it's call her daddy. Call her daddy. It's just uh-huh. something like that. But yeah. those they are funny too. Yeah, I like. I've heard a couple of those, and I was like, y'all are dumb, but it's so dumb that it's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so I like that like, one. She signed a fat ass deal with Spotify too. She did she really? On, dude, Hannah told me she got like three years, sixty million dollars. No way. Yeah, it was a wild contract. And then here's the thing too, though. I was listening to kind of like her origin. I think it's the the head of Barstool Sports. Oh, yeah. This guy signed her first or something like that. Mm-hmm. He gave her like, it was like 20K for like three years. It was some low ass, like some That's a low fucking ball. not even minimum wage or whatever for this podcast. Nah. And, you know, she had to, it was like her first run or whatever. Probably didn't know and any better. The dude, so here's the thing is it was like, you're the Barstool guy and uh-huh. then I'm whoever was interviewing. I was like, oh, so tell me about Call Her Daddy. He seemed a little salty because he was like, oh yeah, she's kind of doing her own thing with, uh, uh, Spotify now or whatever, but yeah, I had her well, first. Yeah, because she's making bands yeah, now. Yeah, and I was like, I you look salty. Too. Yeah, you look salty or whatever, because you know you basically, I don't know, you tried to like fuck her over or something like that. But dude, I love, I just love podcasts. Podcasts are my shit. So. Honestly, yeah, I I do I do need to listen some more. So yeah, I will be trying to come up with other other podcasts that yeah. might just kind of like stimulate the brain type thing oh yeah no those were all just like fuck around podcasts mm-hmm. too like real like just you could do that while you're cooking or whatever but the ones that go deeper i love um like lewis house school of greatness okay that's a good one um who else is on there oh the dave ramsey show He's definitely I've like a big finance guy. He's okay. good. That one's cool because he like in real time helps people out with their problems. Like, hey, my house is going under and like I don't really know what to do. And he'll really sit there and give you like step by step he'll, Yeah, he'll be like, okay, so you're going to sell your car to do this and you're going to do this to this. And you're going to like take your kids and like redo. And like it actually, they'll be like, oh, okay. Like you can Makes get out sense. of debt this way. And like people that have kind of fucked their lives up a little bit, he at least helps them a little bit. So that's cool. Uh, the Gary V podcast, Gary Vaynerchuk, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, I fuck with him heavy. He's super cool. I like that. Um, yeah, those are kind of like the top ones. I feel like I listen to, but I listen to a lot of podcasts. So, do you like? Do you typically bounce around podcasts? Kind of like yeah. the moody stuff like that. Yeah. That just like, sense. what do you mean, like, uh, bounce around? So, like, like, it depends on what kind of, like, what do you want to listen to? Like, if I want to steal my own thoughts or somebody else's thoughts or actual intellectual thoughts or just something just to play? I think if I'm playing it on the TV, like, I'm at home, it'll be more entertainment. Like, yeah. it'll be the comedian guys. But if I'm, uh, like, if it's early in the day and I've still got energy, I'll listen to, like, Gary Vee. And he'll be like, you got to put out content. You got to do this. You got to do that. So, and some, like, like, motivational yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. And he'll get out there and I'll be like, oh, fuck yeah. Um, so, all right, now I'm motivated to go put it in the pocket. Like, hey, somebody go do a podcast with me right now yeah yeah and i'll just hop on instagram and be like hey you want to you want to come jump on the pod you know all right here's a date let's go do that so yeah that's those are my guys right there it's so cool because you really can i've learned 20 times more through just listening to regular podcasts than i have in school like you know what i mean it's Bro, it's crazy. So going off of that, though, too, I was always talking about, like, school teaches you certain things. Though School don't teach you about actual life itself. And it's like, I was like, I guarantee you, if TikTok made a university, they would be making so much money. One, there would be so many people going in because they're actually teaching, like, life experiences. Mm -hmm. You know how many times I've heard, oh, like, I watched this on TikTok and I never knew about this. Like, one of those, like, no no no-brainer type things, like... Mm -hmm. Oh, I could do this. I could do that. Like, I learned this from TikTok. I learned that from TikTok. It's like, honestly, just watch TikTok. Like, there's a yeah. lot of stuff. It's not only just, you know, dancing trends or whatever, you know, whatever song is hot right now. You can actually learn stuff. Like, you know, how to cook a grilled cheese in a toaster type shit. Like, yeah. it could be something as simple as that. Wait, how do like, you cook a grilled cheese? Do you put it on the side or what? What do you do? 
yeah. Are you is, doing this yeah. at your apartment? Oh, no, 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 no. Not me, not me, not me. Because I'll fuck around, burn the whole place down. <laughs> All right. But no, like there, there is like another tool where it's kind of like um, the it's uh, you put the grilled cheese in like a little like a little case, and it has like um, kind of like holes in it, and you literally put that in a toaster, put the toaster on the side, and you toast it. Obviously, because the cheese is gonna melt, but the cheese will be stuck in that little case that it's in. But it still makes a grilled cheese. Dang, I'm gonna have to make some grilled cheese the normal way, like a <laughs> fucking adult does in the pan over there later. But no, nah, but see, like, like I said, that was I just a you. smaller. That was just a smaller piece of it. There's there's a lot of stuff that you can actually really learn from from TikTok. Like like there's just more yeah. stuff than like TikTok about actual life experience and than like, just school. Make your Kool Aid in the toilet, like man, you know how many jungle juices are in that. <laughs> hey, that's gonna be a killer jungle juice. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> But what else? Talk to me, bro, about like fashion. What you've been into? What you on with that? Like, talk to me. You know, some shoes. What you got on? You definitely got a like a look. It's a little bit like, I don't know if you're not. You know what I mean? It's like you got certain See, I, it's, things. It's right now. It's it's the summer look for sure. Yeah. So I I got on uh, my shoes. I got on some pollens. I got some. Um, Watch that ones. cord right there. Know, yeah. I got on some Jordans there, the pollens and, and um, the Nike socks. Yeah. And I got on the Hoochie Daddy shorts. They're black, you know. And then I got this brown shirt that I got from Sheen. Sheen got a lot of good stuff. I ain't going to cap it. It's you not, just, it's not just for women. They got some good stuff on there. The material is solid. It's not for a long period of time. But it's like, you know, you need some shirts for right now or maybe just for the season. Yeah. These would be the, the, the stuff to go to. Yeah, I got you get all like 10 stuff. shirts for like 60 bucks. And that's too. exactly what it was. I was like, let me just try it out. So I bought like 20 shirts for like, you know, $100. And mm -hmm. I was like, yo, like this is actually pretty solid. And bunch of different colors. You can pick the color, whatever design. I'm really more into the, the graphic shirts too. I don't know why, but I got into the graphic shirts. So that's why I started looking up graphic shirts. I was like, mm, I don't like this i'm like there was look i'm like that look so i checked out sheen i was like let me just see what what this is about and i was like but i got some solid stuff on here hey do you dry your shirts in the dryer no uh, no i i yeah, air dry okay. mine that's good yeah because that's I what because my shirts used to get fucked up too and i started air drying them on like hangers or on the drying rack that we have and yeah like they last longer yeah so. so it's like the the dryer really messes up like the the print itself i mean Depending on the cheaper the print, obviously it's gonna mess up with the washer and stuff, the washer and dryer. But um, typically, I'll just wash all my stuff in in cold water and then hang dry it. Majority, you're not gonna wear right then and there, right mm -hmm. right after you get done with it, unless you, there's a particular fit that you're trying to pull off. But yeah. typically, you wear it like you know a day or two later. Oh, it's already dry. You know, I'll put my stuff by by the window. But, but I remember you had some pants on like a while ago, like a year ago or whatever. And I was like, "Hey, yo, where you get them pants from?" You're like Shein, and I was like, "Oh, that's yeah. a little sun." And then I looked. Yeah, and, and then you started like, you started realizing it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff on it that looks good too. Like, Honestly, that that and then uh, Fashion Nova, Fashion mm -hmm. Nova. I I randomly I was out with, with some friends and we was going. I was like, oh, I, I need a, another fit. I went to Fashion Nova, like the actual one. They just wanted the Ventura Mall, if I'm not mistaken. They have a physical An actual, location. Yes, oh, cool. I, I want to say it's not the Ventura Mall, if I'm not mistaken. But I went and bought like these gray cargo pants and a and a, a black bomber jacket. I was like, this is fly. Mm -hmm. I was like. I went out. I had compliments on the fit, too. I was like, oh, oh you look good. Funny. You look. I was like, I'm going back to Fashion Nova. That's funny. Hey, my thing, too, is I'm an online shopper. Everything I order, bro, is from Amazon. Like, I like any, any products, I hate physically going to the spot, waiting in the line. And that's where, like, some of me and Hannah's biggest arguments are like, this just isn't efficient, Hannah. Like, I just can't be. Why are we going to uh, the store at 430 during rush hour? Like, Man. I'm saying, we didn't do anything today. Like, we were just watching TV at 2. We could have went. And when it was not 
busy this morning like, when they first opened. Yep. And then she's like, mm, I wanted to go now though. And I'm like, don't you understand? Your body is on the same schedule as like all these. Everybody yeah, else. Yeah. I'm like, no, just go when everybody else isn't going and you're good. So that's why, bro, I hate going to the mall just because like, I know what's at the mall. Like when I walk into a Foot Locker, I know what I'm going to see. You know what I mean? Like yeah, when exactly. I walk, it's the same stuff. Like I, I, I know what shoes are up there on the wall. I've touched them a hundred times. Like if I want them, I'll just order them and I'll exactly. be good. So. Especially if you know your own size and everything, you know, you know how it fits, especially yeah. particular ones. Like a lot of people have a lot of clothes. I mean, a lot yeah. of people have different options of clothes. So you know what fits and what don't. So it's like, if you don't want to go to the mall, don't want to go to the store. That's not prob- That's not a problem. You wait a couple of days to get your stuff in. Boom, it's at your front door. And that's <laughs> my thing too. Is I think Hannah's uh, like she's curvier, so mm-hmm. her stuff doesn't fit. But bro, just order me an XL on the shirt, and it's L- gonna fit. I'm like literally, mm-hmm. literally, and, look, and if it don't fit, I'm, we can take it, send it back, mm-hmm. and exchange it for another. Yeah, one. Yeah, I didn't want it. I didn't want it that bad anyway. Like exactly, yeah. I can't wait. I feel like Hannah when she gets that package though, she's like, like she ordered some shoes that were mm-hmm. half a size too small. I think she needed them bigger. Mm-hmm. You could tell she was like. Like like a fucking crackhead. She's like, like <laughs> I need the shoes though, and I'm just like, oh, hey, man. it's all good. Send it back, get it. But yeah, I think I'm gonna be bigger on like ordering shit online because that's why I just wear whatever, bro. I just be throwing stuff on. Like I'm trying to be like the the richest homeless looking dude. Not really, but just like I'm okay on the beach, just nah, wearing facts. shorts, you know, like hanging out, doing my thing. Like I don't need all the the fancy stuff. If it's dope, it's dope. But like I'm yeah. not. My biggest thing is whenever we go into uh, like downtown LA or something, and you know the down like that LA it, look. They have where, a look exactly. Bro is wearing like a sweater vest with like the feather earring with like a top hat, and I'm just Balenciaga shoes. Yep. And I'm like, <laughs> I get the fit was like my rent for the month. Like I got you, bro. You you went in on it, but. Why did you go so hard? Like you put so much effort in looking trash on this one fit, though. Yep. Uh, and just most of the time, it's really just that one fit. Yeah, and, and it's like, and I, I, I can't do that. Like there are times I don't understand how, how people can you know spend so much money on that. But like once I started really getting into it, especially with the Jordans, because I just started wearing Jordans, and I was like, I get it. I mm-hmm. do understand, but at the same time, no, I mean, I'm being lucky. I've, I've hit all, all of my Jordans for retail from like sneakers or like Nike app or whatever. But when it comes to like, you know, thousand dollar pair, pair of pants and like this, you no know, $40,000 jacket, I can't because you're probably going to wear it a handful of times because you don't want to mess it up. So like, mm-hmm. what's the point of spending that much money on it? You know what you could do with a, another thousand dollars with just yeah. off the pants? Off a of Shein? That's a thousand shirts right there. It, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like you have it's so many more options than just this one. But at the same time, you know, it honestly depends on the trend, depends on where you're going. Like, you want to kind of fit in, but like, why do you have to fit in? Like, why do you have to have this same type of fashion to fit in? It's just because it's hot right now. Like, you want to be, you want to be, I guess, relevant. Like, no, yeah. like, be your own unique person. Like, go do whatever. But if this is what you really want to do, you want to spend forty thousand dollars on a jacket. Hey, man, that's on you. That's what I've been seeing with as far as like sneaker culture lately. Is it when I was growing up, it was you want something different. You you're trying to be unique. You don't want the same pair of ones that everybody else has. Exactly. Go ahead and get you a nice like off color over here. Yeah. Versus now it's kind of like oh i don't want that off color now i gotta get with the same just original same color. Exact, and i'm like no. no you've seen those like five people were wearing them as you walked in why does that make you feel i guess it just feels good to be in the circle you know what i yeah. mean like yeah relative i don't want to be other and no. it's like no the people who are other those are the people that are usually 
more happier i think too it's just like you're not focused on everybody else's bullshit like you're not you're not paranoid you know what i mean yeah exactly i mean there's other thing with the with, with the panda dunks the, the black and white dunks yeah everybody has those and it's crazy because i've seen all those drops so many times oh yeah we're doing another job good job yeah. it's like they're not even significant anymore like i got to a point like these either gonna be beaters or i'm not gonna wear them no more because mm-hmm. like at the same time everybody has it I don't want to really want to be like everybody. I want to have my own little sense of style, but at the same time, you know, be able to be like kind of stand out. Like, oh yeah, like those is hard. Like I got those two type thing, you know, but not for every single day type thing. So yeah. it really just depends. Yeah. Well, man, like I said, I think we've been going for fuck an hour and nineteen. Was, was minutes I say over now. an hour for sure. Yeah, we've been rolling, and you definitely came here and like blessed us with some good stuff, bro. Like, thanks for coming out. I know I had to reschedule you and we had some shit going on, but thanks for being Life flexible. Life happens, man. We get it. Yeah, thanks for being flexible. I try to be as conscientious to everybody's time as we can because I appreciate it when people do that for me. You know no, facts, facts. We just have one more question that I ask every single guest that comes on the podcast, and then we'll go ahead and get you out of here, bro. Who is somebody that you know that you would like to see on the podcast? You see what I'm saying? Who's somebody that you would recommend that I reach out to and see if they have some time in their busy schedule to come out and, uh, you know, chat? You want like you want like an actual name, or you just want just like anybody yeah, like in a person? Yeah, person. Be, be anybody. Um, I have a I have a play little brother. His name is Chris Rebay. Okay. He's doing something huge with the with the community for soccer. Okay. He's always been a, um, a a soccer player all his life, and you know he's. Tapping in with the community, helping out the little kids with their like soccer drills. He's doing his own soccer drills. He's bounced around for like semi pro with um, with soccer teams and stuff like that. He's traveled a lot for soccer. I did that would be somebody who I, I would reach out though to. What city is he based out of? He's based out of Long Beach also. Okay. So that's great. I mean, I it's it's good to see a lot of lo- the Long Beach people kind of get out and kind of supporting their good community too. So I would love to see him on here and kind of I mean, I already know what he's doing, but like, you know, more insight for you though, too. Y'all uh-huh. can, y'all will have a lot to talk about, especially being at that athletic uh, standpoint. Yeah, that's what's up, bro. We'll definitely reach out and you know see if I can get him on, and yeah, we'll set a date. But like I said, you have fun today. Oh man, it was great. No, I I appreciate the opportunity. This is my first ever podcast. I never never really done a podcast, so this was this was fun. What did you think it was going to be like? Was it how you thought? It was good? We got the, you know, the mics, the headphones. Personally, I, I thought it was one of those, like, no, not like a serious conversation, but it's like we're we're just having a, a, a personal conversation, just catching up type thing, but just record it. That's how I see it. So this mm-hmm. is kind of what kind of what it was. Yeah. So like, you know, got the insights from from both sides. You know, what's going on in my life. Kind of let everybody know what's happening and stuff like that. And nah, it was enjoyable just to really catch up. Honestly. Yeah, bro. Well, thanks for coming on Natural Thoughts and Talks. Uh, you, we'll have you on again soon, man. Like I said, open invite. Anytime you want to hop on, hit me up, and we'll get you on. All right. Appreciate, Appreciate it. you coming out. Say bye to the people. Later, guys. Thanks uh, for listening in. All right. We'll catch you guys later. Peace.